Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. I'm the creator and host, and my name is Paul Salerno. This is another episode of Talk Radio, and the theme today is going to be another Monday Morning Quarterback. Today's date is Monday, October 5th. Now, have you been to the website lately? I've added an MLB page, and I'm constantly adding new funny football briefs to the NFL page. So check it out when you get a chance, and keep in mind I'm adding new things throughout the week, so it gives you an opportunity to keep going back and looking at all the new stuff I've got up there. Plus, the blog section on the website is heating up as I post new sports stories on there as well, and I've created a category in the blog section for Johnny and Lucy, our characters from season one. And finally, the next episode, which will be episode five, labeled Operation It Was Only a Kiss, will be out this week, so keep an eye out for that. Let's do some Monday morning quarterbacking. But first, let's talk about my five-star pick. Sometimes fiction is better than reality. I chose the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, and that's because our fictional character on the last feature story, Johnny Rocket, loved the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. It was his five-star pick, therefore, I made it my five-star pick. Funny the way things turn out sometimes. Not only did the Eagles cover the spread, they won the game. And as Johnny Rocket would say, my five-star pick never loses. So for those who are keeping track now, I am 3-1 and one on the season. And uh, I want to thank Johnny for giving me that great pick. And uh, from now on, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Okay, let's get started with sports recap and see what's going on in the world of sports. Um, not a whole lot. We've kind of, hockey's done and, and baseball took the weekend off. So let's look at the NBA because they are in the finals. So let's uh, see. We had game three last night of Lakers-Miami. Now on our last broadcast, which was Friday morning, it was before game two. And uh, I made it clear I think the Lakers are going to roll them over. And, well, they did that in Game 2. But last night was Game 3. And if Miami was going to show a glimmer of hope, it, it would have had to have been last night. And it was. Miami comes, um, Miami comes through in Game 3, wins 115-104. to 104. This was actually a close game. And it was a good game. Hopefully... The rest of these games, or the games will be like this going forward. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's what we saw last night. And uh, so good for the Heat. They're on the board. Um, I made it clear, though, they might win one. They might win another one, but they have no chance to win the title. It's just uh, it's, it's the Lakers are on a mission. And as I've said before, I feel bad for the Heat because as far as action in the bubble... They have been the absolute surprise, the biggest shocker, the best things that have happened in the bubble has been the Heat, but they're just going up against something far greater, and that's Laker glory, Laker destiny, and as they're starting to say in Los Angeles, let's win one for Kobe. But anyway, let's look at game three and uh, see, see what happened there. 
So the big number, the big story was Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Um, it's his team. He orchestrates it. Well, he realizes he finally had to step up and make a statement. Apparently, him and LeBron been doing a little jawing there on the court, off the court. It's funny how stuff on the court sometimes ends up off the court and right on Twitter, um, where you can keep on keep an eye on all the dirty gossip. But he came through in Game Three with a huge forty-point performance. So, <clears throat> congratulations for Jimmy. You know, their other star now, the new one, Tyler Hero. He came through. He is now in the starting lineup because. Um, unfortunately, Miami has injuries, and, and you don't like to see that in the finals. But Bam had to sit out another game. The Dragon had to sit out another game. Everybody thought it was going to be a Laker blowout, but Jimmy stood up, and, and uh, he did his thing. They put Tyler Hero in the starting role. He had 17 points and, and, and was very productive. But the big story here, did you see the snarl on his face after he hit a three-pointer down the clutch? Or down the uh, stretch there. Sure enough, that ended up right on Twitter. And uh, Tyler Hero and the snarl face, well, that gets the uh, highlight of the day for the sports comedy show. Congratulations to him and the snarl and to Jimmy Butler for his 40-point performance. As I mentioned, it was a close game, and it was exciting. And uh, they went back and forth, and it wasn't until late in the game did Miami fully um, pull ahead to make it clear within like the last two or three minutes, it was their game to win, and they did. Um, for the Lakers, it, uh, LeBron and AD, they're there. Their numbers were, I don't even have them written down, but they were solid. Um, the one that I, that I did make note of is Dwight Howard. He only had four points and three rebounds, and I would like to see a little more production out of him as far as the numbers and rebounds. Just being on the floor is, is big enough for him. But um, the last two or three games, his numbers have been down. When his numbers are up, that's usually when the Lakers have the big 20-point blowout. Um, other things worth noting on this game, and, and, here's some, and, and I think it's, it's, it's funny to mention, is the, the uh, announcers on the major networks, LeBron James walked off the court with 10 seconds left. And they make a big deal about this. They make it seem like he quit, he was frustrated, the, the, the jawing back and forth between Jimmy B and him goes to Jimmy B. Sure enough, it ended up to being another big thing on Twitter. My God, there was 10 seconds left. This is not a BFD. Let's not make it one. But that's the good thing about listening to the sports comedy show is they make a BFD out of it. I call it the way it is. Big deal. He left this, this. He walked out with ten seconds. The game was over. It's no big deal. The Lakers are still going to win this, and uh, if, whether they win the next two straight or if Miami squeaks out another victory, uh, that send that uh, championship back to LA. Everybody in LA, get ready for your next round of uh, glory because it, it is here. Um, one last note on the game is um, Andre Iguodala only had two points. Now. He, you know, I keep mentioning his name. He is supposed to be the sixth man, or the big man. He is the big money contract coming off the bench. He's just not what he was in Golden State. And I, and I don't like to, to, to say that or see it that way, but he has had a terrible series. And, and I made it clear, if the Heat are going to try to attempt with him, the big money contract players need to, to step up. He has not, and it's been clear that he is not the sixth man off, off the bench like he used to be in Golden State, 
So series isn't over. Maybe uh, maybe Iggy can come around here in one of these later games and, and show us something. But um, I don't know if the Lakers are shutting him down defensively or if he's just lost his confidence and um, he has not been a part of this series yet. So at any rate, Lakers two games to one, and we have an exciting fourth game coming up, I believe, on Wednesday. Okay, let's go to the football. Let's do a little Monday morning quarterbacking. I love Monday morning quarterback, especially just like all these announcers on TVs, because I can sit there and say, oh, they did this, and they did that, and because of this, they were that bad, or they were this good. It's Monday morning quarterbacking. That's all it is. If, if the story was different, their, their story would be different. They don't know anything more than you or I. They just like to jump on the bandwagon after the fact. That's all Monday morning quarterbacking is. However, when you hear it from me, I kind of put in a little insight and see where sometimes they jump on the bandwagon and they shouldn't. Or sometimes, hey, it was clear to see and let's jump on that bandwagon. So, I got a little confused with the bandwagon on and off. And to be honest, I got myself a little confused too. But that's why we're here. It's the sports comedy show. And without a little comedy, you know, it's just not as fun. So, anyway, let's start off with the, one of the big barn burners in the morning. And that was Tampa Bay and the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, when I did the preview on, on, on Friday, I, I touched on this game. And I said this, to expect the high-scoring game. To look for the barn burner, and yes, it was. Um, Tom Be uh, Tom Brady does what he normally does. He racked up points. He threw for five touchdowns. That's huge. And if I'm not mistaken, I heard somebody say that each TD each TD was to a different um, receiver, and this may have been the first time in his career that he's thrown five TDs to five different receivers. Congratulations, Tom. You're, you're just making new records all the time, and that's why we love you, and yes, you are the GOAT. Um, that is an incredible stat to take down um, in the books with you. <clears throat> also, he did throw one pick six, and that's becoming the norm. But, you know, when he throws the pick six, what I'm noticing, that just fuels him. That just makes him realize, we got to get out there, get that back. we got to get some more things going. And that's why Tom Brady is the GOAT, because he is just a competitor of all competitors. He fights to the end, and when he gets down, he doesn't, he doesn't come unglued. He does what he does best, and that is retaliate. So, anyway, let's look at uh, the rest of these numbers on the game. Um, Ronald uh, Jones, the second or the third or the fourth, I can't count all those um, tallies on his back. It's too hard. Uh, he had 20 carries and 111 yards. Now, um, Fournette um, was scrubbed before the game started. I guess uh, there was an injury there. Um, they, those two have been fighting for the backfield. Um, but Ronald Jones appeared to have the big game, and I still think is the clear front runner. even though Fournette had the one big play, I believe, in Week 2 that got him the recognition when he scored a 40-yard touchdown. But um, Jones ha had a big production, and I keep saying this, it's important that Tom Brady has some running game because it gives him a little bit of a balance and he's not that he's fragile and he's not that rollout type of quarterback so when he's got a running game it, it really helps him it saves the pocket and um, I'm glad to see that on the other side of the coin um, Chargers their new rookie sensation uh, Justin uh, Herbert I call him Bear. if you're Canadian you understand the difference unfortunately Bear has yet to get that win 
Um, it, he had 290 yards and three TDs, um, but went, you know Tampa Bay came on too strong, and uh, it, it didn't happen for uh, Abair. We're going to keep an eye on him because the kid is incredible, and I think he's got a hell of a future um, in Los Angeles. It's also worth, worth noting in this game, um, Chargers gave up a big lead. They were up 24-7 um, late in the first half, and that's after Tom threw a pick six. Tom was frustrated. Um, Buccaneers, I don't know if there was any fans in the stadium, but they, they looked a little on edge. But sure enough, late in the first half, um, a, a fumble by the Chargers right in their own in their own um, territory, deep in their own territory with under a minute left. They couldn't just run it out. They choked, and... Um, they left the door open, and you don't leave the door open for Tom Brady because this is what happens. So when they took the, the um, Tampa Bay capitalized, they scored the touchdown before the half, and then they came out swinging in the second half, and uh, Tampa Bay wins this one 38-31. Next one is, in the morning, that was a, a, a hell of a game to watch, was Cleveland and Dallas. Um, Cleveland goes into Dallas, and uh, this was, it wasn't a must win for Dallas, but certainly things aren't going to look good if they lost. And well, things don't look good in Dallas because yes, it's true, they lost. Cleveland comes up on top 49 to 38. The big story here was um, Cleveland went into their bag of tricks and they came up with the big trick play, the, the trick um, uh, throw. Jarvis Landry throws a TD pass. Um, for a 37-yard TD pass. Good for him. He comes in and does the one-play magic. Um, meanwhile, Baker, Baker Mayfield had the big game. He had two touchdowns, 165 yards. Now, on Friday, when I previewed this game, I mentioned, if for those who listen or remember, I said I, for, for as much offense as the Browns have, they've yet to have Kareem Hunt finally get Kareem Hunt to get into the action. And sure enough, Chubb went down early in the game. Just my luck. I had him on my fantasy. That was a disaster. Uh, but Kareem Hunt comes through. 71 yards, two TDs. This is big because once you get Chubb healthy, you're going to have an incredible backfield of Hunt and Chubb. Probably the best backfield in football, in my opinion. Then there was Odell. And boy, does Odell love to play football. He had three TDs. He had 73 yards rushing. He rushed for a TD. He, you know, he just keeps running until he runs his mouth off. Because that's what Odell does. Huge day for Cleveland. 49 points. Don't know what happened to Dallas' defense. I'm not going to hang it on their defense because this was just simply a high-scoring game. Um, you know, you look at the... Um, Dallas, um, Dak had a big day. He had three or four touchdowns. He had like 40 fantasy points. My opponent had Dak, and, and uh, he, he just rung me up is all he did. So Dallas, had, um, you know, the, the numbers were big just because they scored 38 points. But it was clear that Cleveland had this game in the bank by the third quarter. Dallas tried to make a run in the fourth, but it didn't happen. Um, Dallas, I believe, goes to one and three. And um, they are in, well, I'm, I'm not going to say they're in trouble. And this is why. They are in the worst, the worst league you could possibly imagine. 
The NFC East is pathetic. They've got Dallas, Dallas at one and three. Washington, I believe, is one and three. Well, Philly finally won a game last night, so they're one, two, and one. And because they're one, two, and one, they're the leaders of that division. And I'm not sure if the Giants are one and three or zero oh and four. But those four, te- those four t- teams are pathetic, and somebody's got to win this division. And so who knows? Dallas maybe even at one and three, all they got to do is win next week, and Philly loses, then they're in first place. So, um, and I can see this going all year. These two teams not even, you know, barely being 500, but yet somebody's going to win it, either Cleveland, I'm sorry, either Dallas or Philly. Terrible league, good game for Cleveland. Cleveland now is 3-1, and and they've got a lot of offense on that team. I'd like to see Jarvis Landry come in and do some more. Um, it's it And it's kind of tough, or the way it's written in the NFL nowadays, Usually it's a one-quarterback show. Um, I would like to see that barrier be broken, and, and this would be a perfect opportunity when you got two guys like Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry. If you can get that second quarterback in there and get him a little more active like he, he did in this last game, things can happen, and the mindset of uh, the offense can happen. Boy, I wish I could buy a football team and, and change things up. Um, anybody got about forty billion so we can do it? I mean, I'm all I'm all in. Who's got the money? Let, let's buy a football team. All right, that's not going to happen, but we had to try. Okay, let's move on. Boy, this Monday morning quarterback's fun, isn't it? Let's talk about New Orleans and Detroit. Thirty-five twenty-nine New Orleans, and once again, Detroit starts off big. They take a fourteen to nothing lead early in the game. Detroit is on a roll. Detroit is at home. Detroit wants to make a statement. Well, they made the statement because guess what happened? The next one, two, three, four, yes, five. The next five touchdowns comes from the New Orleans Saints. And there goes Detroit down like burnt toast. Uh, Incredible as it was. (laughs) New Orleans scores five touchdowns in a row. Um, They didn't even, you know, no need for field goals in this game. It was nothing but a touchdown uh, uh, score fest. So once New Orleans scores five in a row, what's five times seven? 35. They got to their 35. And Detroit, well, we better try to get a touchdown on the board. Too late, too little. Um, Once again, Detroit gives up an early lead. You know, if if this game, if football was a one-quarter sport, oh, my money's on Detroit. They're the best team out there. But it's a four-quarter sport, and um, not good for Detroit. Uh, once again, Matt Patricia, Detroit quarterback, now on the hot seat. In the post-game interview, went something like this: "You know, Pat, you came or Matt, you came to Detroit. You're supposed to turn the team around." And Matt's like, "Well, we're working on that. That's the goal. Is we we want to make a better football team for everybody." Well, I don't know how you're doing it, but good luck with this, Matt. You know, I'm a Patriot fan, and you come from Patriot Nation. I want to see you do well. You're going to have to maybe do some Monday morning quarterback of your own and go to that chalkboard and figure it out because um, it it was another bummer of a loss. Granted, you were playing a a hell of a good team. You know, let's... You can't take nothing from the Saints. Five, five touchdowns in a row. It was all the usual suspects. It was Kamara. It was Latavius Murray. And one of my favorite wide receivers, Emmanuel Sanders. 
And this Trey Q. Smith, he, he got a couple touchdowns. So um, New Orleans is the big offense, and um, it was just too much. Teams on different levels. Um, so New Orleans takes this one down 35-29. All right, let's go to the afternoon games because there was a big afternoon game. Um, I was able to watch, and I'm sure most of you were too, and that was the Buffalo Bills came to our home city right here in Las Vegas because it was time for the Las Vegas Raiders to have their return game to Allegiant Stadium. They had a huge win on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago, and they're now naming Allegiant Stadium the Death Star. How were they going to do with the Death Star? Well, as it turns out, their only death was their star. Um, the magic from their first Monday night win, um, kind of the sizzle from that game, kind of fizzled in this game. And um, the Bills, they just simply outplayed them. Josh Allen, 288 yards, two TDs, Singletary, a TD, 55 yards. Buffalo was definitely the better team here. Um, once again, um, Raiders offense goes back into that funk. They didn't have a rusher over 50 yards. And that's probably because Bills do have solid defense. Um, Waller and Renfro, you know, were the go-to guys. I like that Renfro. This kid can catch the ball. It just simply wasn't enough for the Raiders. Um, I, again, I was hoping for a little uh, extraterrestrial help here at Allegiant Stadium. Maybe... Uh, you know, maybe some, some things from um, from Station 59 were going to come and happen. It didn't. Unfortunately, reality set in. Bills 30, Raiders 23. Um, now, next up for the Raiders is next week they, they go to Kansas City. So, all of a sudden, things are going to get real tough for Raiders. And the Raiders are in a good, um, in a good conference there. So um, let's hope the Raiders can find an answer and at least play 500 ball or stay within contention. So we've got something exciting here to uh, keep an eye on uh, in Las Vegas. Now, Sunday night football. Yes, it was that game that I had that five-star pick on. Well, Philly, who we get to win, at least they tied the week before, they go into Frisco, and everybody's thinking Frisco's going to be at home. They're going to roll. Granted, Jimmy G may have sat on the bench, but they had Kittle back. So they they were hoping Kittle was going to put the team on his back and, and carry them to victory. Well, Kittle did put the team on his back. I mean, I was looking at his numbers. Incredible. He was 15 for 15. 15 targets, 15 receptions. 183 yards and one TD. Those are huge numbers. Unfortunately, the problem here isn't um, Kittle, a tight end. It's the fact that somebody needs to throw him the ball and fill in. And um, San Francisco has no quarterback. They went with the backup. Then they went with the backup backup. And it's clear that they've got no backup to the backup and they need to come up with a new backup plan because when it was all said and done, it was just nothing but a bunch of backup. All right. Now that we've backed up the fact that Frisco had no offense other than Kittle, Philly comes around in the fourth quarter in what was a low-scoring defensive game. Philly comes on with two late touchdowns, takes the lead. 
Frisco uh, got a late one to try to make it look close. It, it didn't matter at that point. It was clear Philadelphia was going to win. Carson Wentz finally got a win. Everybody's been downing on him the Monday night. The Monday morning quarterbacks, if he were to lost, oh, they would be crucifying Carson Wentz right now. But he won. And not only did he win, he's in a, in a division that's so pathetic, he's now in first place. So they're glorifying Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz on the Monday night quarterback, they say, oh, he's back to normal. Philly's great. Wrong. Um, he did not look that good. Um, Philly's defense kept him in the game. Carson Wentz is, um, needs to work on some issues. He just doesn't have all the... Uh, all the, the mechanics that he did a couple years ago, in my opinion. So I'm going to do the Monday morning quarterback from a reverse standpoint. Yes, he won. Good for Carson. I don't see the talent or the Carson Wentz of old. I think it's going to be trouble down the road for Carson unless he can find an answer. Um, you know, he rolls out. He, 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 he did uh, have 37 uh, rushing yards, which is good. He, he is mobile. Um, and he did catch it, and he did uh, throw a TD, but um, it's just things have been hard for him. I, I don't, I don't have an answer, and and hopefully he can find one. But I think going forward they're going to need one. It was a big win. Congratulations, Philly! You're in first place. Love it, and and hold on to it because who knows how much longer you're going to be there. But um, I, I don't. I'm not going to jump on the Carson Wentz bandwagon like everybody else is on the Monday morning quarterback scene. Um, I'm going to see what happens as the uh, week goes on or as the season goes on for Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Phillies. Make that the Eagles, okay? Phillies are already done. We could talk about that, but that would be a whole nother episode. Any rate, okay, guys, I kind of threw in some comedy, had a little fun with y'all. I'm going to leave it there for now. I'll see you Wednesday, and we'll talk baseball in the next round of the playoffs start uh, today. Maybe that's why I was thinking the Philadelphia Phillies, because I have baseball on my mind. And for the record, I am a big baseball fan. I, I prefer, if I had to choose one sport other than women's tennis, which I love the most, is baseball. I love baseball. I, I wish I could buy a baseball team and implement Paul Ball. Um, again, anybody got, you know, a couple billion dollars? Let's do it, because I can make it work. In the meanwhile, uh, I want to thank you for listening Keep an eye on the website. Um, the, the football funnies are going to, I'm putting up more football funnies and I'm going to be updating the, uh, the baseball uh, playoff page uh, during the week. So there'll be some fun stuff there to watch. Again, I'm Paul Salerno. I'm the creator and host of the show. Have yourself a good day.